This is the Enneagram 8 Podcast, and we're here to take you inside the armor. I don't second-guess myself. I second-guess their motivations. And at work, it comes out in a way that I'm hesitant to do something just because someone told me. Uh I need to know why. I need to know the backstory. Like, how is this going to make our lives, my life, better? Down. I don't want to do things just because someone told me to. Yeah, you have to be able to align with it. I need to see the reason behind it. We're really grateful for this community that has stuck with us through this intense eight journey. It's meant a lot. If you'd like to support us by donating to our podcast, at the end of every episode's show notes, there's a link. If you click that, it'll take you right to our donation page. Your donations mean a lot to us. They carve out time and space for Aaron and I, who live really busy lives, to get away and really work on the episodes that get brought to you every week. So please consider doing that, and thanks again. Who am I? I am a wife, a mother. Who am I? I am extremely organized, very um, anal about age, <laughs> for lack of better uh, terms. I have two kids. My oldest is 14. They're both boys. And my youngest is 12. Do you know the um, number of your husband? He's a three. That's a lot of energy going on. Yes. So he is an extreme extrovert and I am an introvert. He is intense as well. But we're usually intense about different things. Okay, give me an example. We really like to be creative together and we've built two houses. And he's intense and like really particular about the brand of flooring. (laughs) I'm more particular about how it looks and feels to me. That makes sense. It's very gut. Yes. Oh, yes. I'm curious about kind of the forward momentum of three and eight. Do you guys find that you're not super good at resting? I have learned to be good at resting. Um, He is absolutely horrible at resting. (laughs) He's an industrial arts teacher and particularly in the woodworking category. And he also does a lot of side work, tiling, fencing, evenings, weekends. He's like never home. Have you come up against um, kind of the the battle on your part to like teach him that he's more than what he does? And if he like fails at something, you're like, dude. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we both got married pretty young. I was 19 turning 20 and he was a year mm-hmm. older. So we've mm-hmm. done a lot of growing up together. He also went to post-secondary education for the first time when he was 30. Mm-hmm. become a teacher after not feeling good enough at his job. So all of the encouragement, everything that I could do, and, and even now to to let him know that he is more than, than his work, right? Like he can take a rest. He's still yeah. whole. He just like melds into every situation, every mm-hmm. grouping that there is. Oh, there's a whole new guy. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't fit in. I can't fit in no matter how hard I can. <laughs> That's I right. It's not going to work. It it's like it. the opposite problem. It's the oh. opposite problem. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Well, how about we go to the basics? How did you know you're an eight? At first, I got typed a one. And I was like, no, I'm not a perfectionist. I'm like, mm-hmm. eh, good enough. So I'm like, I can't be a Even one. Even though you said you're anal. So what's the difference between recognizing you're anal, but then also not thinking that means you're one? Right. So I want it done my way. Okay. I don't care but if it's the correct way, as long as it's my way. Got it. <laughs> my way is the correct way, is it not? Yes, got it. And you don't insist that that way is everybody's way. Unless it's my house. Yeah, sure. Sure, sure, sure. 
But yeah, yes. the one problem, you know, tendency would be to say it's the way universally. No, I, yeah. I know in work when I'm training, you know, there's different ways to get, this is how I do it. This is how I have come across the fastest, simplest way to get these results. But as long as at the end of the day, you do your work and you get <laughs> these results, that's what matters. No, if you're in my house and you're cleaning or something, I want it done my way. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 Okay. So what else told you you were Nate? listening to the beginnings of your podcast actually like solidified it and okay, I haven't okay. gone back to like what exactly but I'm driving and I'm like uh-huh right and my husband's listening beside me and he's like uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> cool yeah, and I haven't found anything any other podcast really that I'm like oh no there aren't any oh no we know <laughs> you do not understand eights at all people at all <laughs> no at all at all <laughs> no no they do not we're really not that bad I lack empathy, actually. Yeah, I get that. I get it. I get it. The four kind of clinches that. We know our feelings. We don't know other people's feelings. Yeah, very much so. Um, I am very reactive, instant reactive. What could be a 20-minute conversation is in my head instantly. I am quick with the comeback or physical reactions. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. When you were a little girl, did you like shove your siblings? Uh, We did fight a lot. (laughs) I don't remember shoving them. I was the (laughs) oldest. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I full on shove my brothers. (laughs) Yeah, I would create scenarios where my younger brother would just cry. And I'd be like, toughen up, man. (laughs) I can name my feelings. But yes, I have a hard time recognizing feelings and others. Yeah. Especially when I've triggered some of the feelings and I look back and I'm like, oh man. In hindsight, I can see it, but in the moment, I sure can't. Oh no, no. Because I'm blinded I... by my own feelings. Yes. And I have gone back in my mind later and replayed these conversations and I'm like, wow, uh, oh. <laughs> I could have done so much better. Oh, so much regret. Yes. But then okay. I just shrug it off again and be like, well, that's right. Me. Right, because you need to fortify because the yes. damage is like, so intense. Well, what am I going to do about it now? I'm not going to apologize right. for being me. How do other people respond to you? What's been the arc of kind of relational issues? And Yeah, so people have told me, I think, and I thought this used to be because I was an introvert, but who knows, that I am snobbish. But I think that might have to do with something about my self-preservation as well. Mm. Is that your first stacking? Yes. Okay. So that makes me like an extra introvert in that way. And it makes me need to take care of me, which is how I can relax. But others, they find me intimidating. I have been told I am scary. Mm, yep. <laughs> and when I, and I've been told this in my 30s, which I am currently. So like within the last five years when I attended school and I was like, really? People also perceive me as a person that has a wealth of information. No, I don't feel myself that way. Like, I feel I'm not an expert at anything. So you respond quickly and you appear super confident because of that. Yes. In a room, people would know you were there. I think people always know I'm there. (laughs) Yeah. Let's talk a little bit specifically about the tri-type. How do you Mm -hmm. relate to the name truth teller? How does that show up for you? Oh, I find that's very, very true. I have (laughs) an incident when I was at work one time. Um, we were having our, you know, annual reviews as they like to have. And I was having issues with my manager. And during my annual review, I actually suggested that she goes for management training. <laughs> because some people just do not have that skills, not that skill naturally. And 
Yeah, that's for sure. Oh, she was like, what? Do you find that you can um, sniff out hidden agendas and motivations in people? You can't help it. You kind of have to name it. I've gotten a lot better at not naming it. But you know it's there, right? I know it's there. And if I don't name it to them, I name it to someone else. I'm more of a, I don't want to say pessimist, but realist. Assumption is usually negative first. And you can talk yourself out of it later. But the knee-jerk reaction is something is fishy. (laughs) Oh, always. Yes. I pretty much go into a situation with a level of distrust right from the get-go. And you need to earn earn that trust for, for me to get there. So absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, right. The six need to test and poke to make sure (laughs) something's safe and trustworthy. And then also the four kind of like being an outsider watchfully watching and not really feeling like they super belong. And so you're like an external detective or something like you're Yeah, (laughs) you're not in the group. You're just observing (laughs) the group. (laughs) That's right. But there must the six would kind of long for it a little though. Oh, I've always longed to be part of the group, but never quite felt part of it. No, the damn four, I'm telling you. And then you get that cynical as to why. Yep. And you go down that rabbit hole and then it just is depressing. How does your intuition lead you? If Have you found that your track record is good where it's borne out that these people that you sensed were bad really were bad? Or do you have examples where you really got it wrong? I do not have examples of when I got it wrong. Okay, so you really do usually nail it. I do. I do. And I'm very cautious. Maybe an example, it was hesitant, but a pastor of one of my churches, Mm -hmm. it was not a good thing. I found him like, I just, it sounds bad, but like a used car salesman. Yeah, not not sincere. No, and trying to like sell us on something. And I was like, no, this is not going to be good. Catherine Favre says you have a sincerity meter. Yes. Yes, you do. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. How about that you're happiest when you feel you're protecting others from being taken advantage of or misled? Very happy. Yes. It ranks high. (laughs) Yes. I feel a sense of satisfaction. Yes. Especially when like my husband, he is, he's, he's a yes man. So when I tell him like, say no, say no, like enable yourself. You don't need to always say yes. And he actually takes my advice. Doesn't get taken advantage of with his time or his niceness. I feel like, yes, I've done something right. (laughs) You don't understand when people don't want to see the truth. When the reality is a whole bunch of people really are comfortable being ignorant. Yes. And it must be so frustrating. Yes. And the hurt would come in when they're assigning like malevolent reasons when you're just trying to help. Sometimes, yeah, the reasons, uh, yeah, they, they don't make sense. And it's just like, just listen. Yeah, it's common sense. I don't know. To me, it's common sense. It's so natural. And I'm like, just get it, please. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And again, with the eight being misunderstood because of that energy and that outward expression of things, it's just like a recipe for hurt. And yes, I have Mm -hmm. been told in the past that my tactfulness is lacking. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, Well, I'm actually curious about like um, friendship. Uh, This tri-type struggles with close friendships. Yeah, I'd say Mm -hmm. there is few female relationship. Yeah, it was tricky in high school. Yeah, it was tricky growing up. I always felt like the third wheel. Then in high school, you know, stuff blows up and it hits the fan and (laughs) yeah and for my adult life I would say I have one really Mm -hmm. close friend so describe her how come she works she's a two 
Okay. My best friend's a two, so I do understand. But can you explain? Yeah. She just accepts me for who I am. Yeah. She motivates me to be better. Mm -hmm. She She probably assumes the best, too, of you. Oh, she does. She does. You know what? Honestly, it's really tough because at times she gets a lot of new friends, right? So our friendship ebbs and flows. So sometimes we're seeing each other every two weeks and talking (laughs) every week. And then other times we're seeing each other once every three months. Right. She doesn't have time for me because she has new friends. Mm -hmm. I know that's all a natural part of life. But Mm -hmm. so I get a little jealous on how quick she can make friends. Yeah. Especially when it's so rare for you to find a friendship like that, right? Yes. I've had a couple of other friendships that have kind of, you know, time in life right now. We're not really, I keep in touch, but we're not really in sync. Have you always found men to be far more easy to be around? Yes. They don't assume negativity. They're like, you can hang with us. We can handle all the honesty. (laughs) Yeah. And they got my sarcasm so much better without being offended. Yes. As you've learned about four we talked about it a little. It would have that kind of um, loner outsider quality. And also like, uh, I don't know if you have what I have, which is like a very strong aesthetic. Do you have a look? I've always had a very plain look when new yeah. trends come. It takes me like two years to get on board. And I refuse to do it just because everybody else is wearing yeah. it. Yeah, sure, um, sure, sure. No, I don't feel it yet. Uh, I mentioned before that, that uh, my husband and I have built our own house and we had lived in uh, three other places before I moved into there. And it was the first one I felt like home. And I feel like it was just because it was my plan. In another life, I would have loved to be an interior designer. However, and I think maybe the six has a little bit to do with this. I don't have enough original ideas. Interesting. Yeah. I just know what I like and what feels good for me. And so my house has a particular look that definitely reflects me. I, mm-hmm. I bring something home and my boys are like, oh, yeah, mom, that's you. Mm-hmm. and even with clothes and stuff they're like oh mom that's not you so they already know that's in line I would say with with four is it's really all relative to you that's where your style it's not by looking sideways at other people and kind of like plucking an aesthetic from there it's what feels like home yes mm-hmm. it's all about feel for me and feeling like this is comfortable driving down the road and seeing a, an outside of a house and be like yeah I can mm-hmm. live there Mm-hmm. feels safe it feels comfortable it feels mm-hmm. yeah I get that um would you say you're someone who's creative I like to be creative yes what kinds of ways does that show up oh it shows up in my decorating scrapbooking with cards quilting painting any craft that can be completed within a day <laughs> yes yes you're practical about it <laughs> yes I have tried long-term crafts and things even when I was younger cross stitch a bookmark it took me like a year to do when it gets redundant and it doesn't complete right now it doesn't get done okay okay but you do have this urge to create that is very much in you yes yeah this weekend I just painted a dresser Mm -hmm. okay now the six that adds the kind of cynical skeptical testing and poking at things side Mm -hmm. of things do you have more words for that I second guess a lot of other people. I don't second guess myself. I second guess their motivations and what they do. 
at work, it comes out in a way that I'm hesitant to do something just because someone told me. Uh I need to know why. I need to know the backstory. Like, how is this going to make our lives, my life better? So you're a big question asker. Yeah. And my motivation, if they don't want to give me an answer, my motivation to do it is very down. I don't want to do things just because someone told me to. Yeah, you have to be able to align with it. Yes. Exactly. I need to see the reason behind it. Okay. A question that's come up for me lately, because I am not this way, but I think eight with six would require it. Sixes really, really require precision. So they don't like when people say things that they can't back up pretty precisely. Does that come through for you? Sometimes if I feel that it's wrong, if I'm okay. like, no, no, that, that that's right. Then I don't need any further proof because I feel it. Okay, because that's where your eight wins. Because that's what I was going to say is eights, they're really decisive and they go with gut. It's not data-based. It's like gut. I don't care if the words are precise because I can sense what's underneath them. Yes. And and if what you're saying I don't agree with, you're not going to change my mind unless you provide a lot, a lot of proof. Okay. Then there's a possibility in, you know, a couple days. Yeah. So I would say that will help clarify the difference between eight and six on that point, because a six requires precision, period. That's how they feel safe. That's how they feel secure, but they have their head. That's what they have to go on. So of course they need precision with your words. It's all about data, right? Whereas we have an extra sense. So we don't don't need the precision quite as much. No, I do not. If I feel that it's correct, I'm good. I'm good to go. That's cool. I'm glad we highlighted that because that's a key that's a key difference between the two. And it came up this week with a friend of mine in the head triad <laughs> oh. who was just grilling down on the need for precision. And I was just like, I just don't need it the way he does. Yeah, it's really interesting. And when I tell stories, they're very the point for me in the story is to use my words to give you a feeling of what it felt like to be there. Yes. To feel what I was feeling in my body. Uh, there's nothing about that that's precise. <laughs> okay. And he's just looking for the data. And I'm like, that's the most boring story in the world. <laughs> However, though, if someone tries to like fudge that timeline from three weeks to three months ago, or if it's like completely out to lunch. That's too much no, for you. <laughs> it is too much for me. No, it needs to have, a, you know, within the range. That's fair. I don't care. I just care about the story being good. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, my husband cares about the story being good. Yes. Totally. And he'll be like the other day. And I mock him because that could be between now and when he was two. It's true. Yes, and it I'm is. Like, no, that happened yes. on Friday at 12 o'clock. Oh, man, you're doing such a good job of bringing the eight and six into tension. I like that. So here is the most interesting thing about your tri-type. So there are these triads. There's the positive outlook, which is like what you do when you're faced with conflict and disappointment. There's competency, which is like what you do with your emotions. And then there's the reactivity group, which is like your gut response and whatnot. <laughs> okay, you have zero positive outlook. This yeah, is what, much. yeah, this is what we were talking about. That's two, seven, and nine. You don't have any of those. And so when you're faced with like conflict or, or disappointment, you're immediately going into the negative first. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So there's However, that. <laughs> I, have, I have dealt with so much negativity and, and like negative things that have like come up in my life mm-hmm. that it's like, well, what are we going to do about it? That's right. You've gotten practical about it. (laughs) Well, the eight wouldn't let you sit in that, but that's definitely where you go first. Yes. My husband tries to turn around into something positive into like, we can learn from this. And I'm like, no, screw that. We're just going to push through this. That's right. It is what it is. It sucks. 
period. Yes. <laughs> yes. Pretty much. So then the one, three, and five, what they do in the competency thing is they're busy doing life. And so they need to manage their emotions. And so they find ways of subduing and suppressing them so they can just keep going. But you <laughs> have none of that. So it's all kind of explosive. You really don't have that ability to shut her down. So it's like a, a compulsion to express it outward. And even though you're an introvert, it still doesn't mean that you don't have atom bombs going off inside. Yeah. You're feeling those emotions. They are nuclear reactive and you don't really have a say. No, no. And if I do say something, my voice often is like it wavers. I had a, a work meeting and I had to say something I was like intensely passionate about. I just had to bring this up. Oh, <laughs> sounds like I'm about to cry, but I'm right. not. I'm like so mad. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's like fire. Heat and I'm trying wave. to say it in the most nicest way possible. Be diplomatic, right? I'm an HR. Yeah. So the eight, the six, and the four are all part of the reactive group. And that just means that everything has an external expression. It's actually necessary. You must let it out. And that is why having the eight first means it's quite something to behold. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Looking back as a kid, I was thinking about certain things that are very eight me, right? Like, mm. and something that I did as a, as a young teenager, you know, when all these emotions you can't control and whatnot, I played basketball. Physical, of course. Oh, yes. And, and really, like, why is golf a sport? You whack the ball and then you walk. Right. Like, you, you need to hit something. Yes, yes. With your hand. I don't know. You need to run. You need to do something. But mm -hmm. I realized, like, that was an acceptable manner of getting my aggression out. What was the negative part of it? Right. I surprised my coach because being an introvert, I was, you know, and, and being an oldest, I, I behaved. I was a good girl. And then in this basketball game, I kicked somebody and almost <laughs> got kicked out. She pissed me off so much. My coach is standing there with his mouth just open. And he's like, what did you do that for? I'm like, did you see what she did? <laughs> but looking back, I'm like, yeah, no, that makes sense. You had to express it some way. <laughs> yes. Be yourself and trust in yourself. Don't take crap from others. <laughs> <laughs> Easy for you to say. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's how I feel. <laughs> That's it for today. We hope by now you've realized there's a lot more going on under the surface. And you'll continue to follow along as we take you inside the armor. Three words to describe you. Organized, opinionated, honest. Nice. Do you have tattoos? Yes. Two flowers for my boys. It's their birth month. So a narcissist flower and a daisy. What's your happy place if you're to describe it? My couch, reading a book in my living room. Nice. By myself. What? What's your genre of book? There yes. are no self-help books. I do not need something else telling me how to live my life. Okay, if you were an animal, which one? Actually, no, I'm not an animal lover at right. all. They're in my face. <laughs> That's awesome. That's its own answer right there. What's a fiction character you relate to? I don't relate to a lot of fiction characters because they're all false and not real. Your drink of choice in the morning? Coffee, cream, and sugar. I prefer a latte. Drink of choice in the evening? If I could have anything, it would be a gin and tonic with lime. Do you have like a color that's you? Blue. It makes me feel safe. What would be a superpower that you'd want if you could have one? Oh, I'd just love to protect everybody who couldn't be protected. If you had to wear like one outfit for the rest of your life, what would it be? It has climate control. Don't even think about that. It would definitely just be like leggings and a t-shirt. Okay. What makes you cry? Hallmark commercials. Did you say Hallmark commercials? Yes. Nice. <laughs>
I do not cry at funerals. Well, you never cry when you're supposed to, right? No. But no. it kind of erupts out of you. Yes, I cry at uh, mostly TV shows. When yes. your barriers are down, I know. Yes, have... and when I'm really, really mad. Yes, me too. 